If you're lost, you can look and you will find me. <laughs> time after time. If you fall, I will catch them. I will be waiting. Time after time. Hi, Sister Twain. Time after time. Do you guys like the thing where we start with a song? Yeah, do you guys like it? I thought you were going to sing the next, like oh, another, oh. <laughs> another time after time. Hi, it's Brother Jack Coffee And Sister Latter-day Twain. Back on another episode of Hot Drinks. I realize we don't ever say the name of our show. <gasps> Just kidding, we say it all the oh. time. <laughs> and, but this reminds me that we need to get on that merch thing. Yes, we do need to get on that merch. You guys, we've started advertising and we've made some money. Now, I'm not going to say how much. It's less than a dollar, but <laughs> we are excited. We're so excited. It happened so quickly. We hired an accountant. We did. His name is Earl. <laughs> and It's just uh, a lot of money to think about and deal with, and so we need Earl's help. Yeah. Um, how have you been, Sister Quaint? I've been really good. Really? Yeah. Okay. Here's, here's something I'm a little bit worried about. Can I just be really frank? Are you worried about me? So you found a job. Uh-huh. And I am on new medications. Uh-huh. Are we going to lose our edge when we're not depressed? <laughs> like, what if we both become happy? <laughs> what if one of us became like a functioning human or had an adult relationship or made good choices that led to a happy and fulfilling life? Would we lose our edge on this podcast? I don't think anything that you just said exists. Oh, okay. Fair. Yeah, I good think point. we'll be fine. Good point. Yeah. But I am on new drugs and I've been feeling better. Oh, they're already working. Oh, yeah. I think so. Oh. So, hooray. Oh, I'm so glad. We don't need to get into it, but I was on one mix of drugs and it wasn't working. And then I on got a on a scale new mix of drugs. Of one cocktail a night to six cocktails a night. Six being where you were maybe a month ago. Well, I've had three so far tonight. Okay, so. well, then we'll check back in in a couple weeks. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah. Um, so what's our topic tonight? <clears throat> well, we had one of those mishaps in communication again. <laughs> Even though we literally said the name of the topic on the last podcast. As a funny joke. Yeah. Which was five, I, I think it was. I don't ever go back and listen to it. No, them. no. Uh, that, five... Imagine that. Imagine actually like <laughs> using the audio archives we have of the conversation we had. Right. Um, I'm fairly certain it was. Five pivotal moments in our lives described by the titles of 80s songs. See, and I thought it was top five 80s songs that speak my inner monologue. <laughs> because that's... Which is... Oh my which, God. Even as I say it out loud, I know that's not what it was. But we're going to call it... We're going to call it top five 80s songs... What did I say? Top five 80s songs that, that have meaning have, in my life. Yes. Okay. Yes. Fair. Yeah, yeah. Can I tell a little story about music before we get, be, be, begin? Please do. So I have the worst taste in music. Okay. Um, I never know new or relevant music. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I think, I mean, I don't want to psychoanalyze this too much, but I will. I think it has a lot to do with being gay and being in the closet and being afraid that the music that I listen to might tip people off to the fact that I was gay. So being very shy about listening to music or, like, expressing interest in music. Because, like, I wanted to listen to show tunes or whatever, and then people would know that I was gay. Uh-huh. Anyway, so when I was a kid, I feel like I've told this story on this podcast. I don't think and so. And you can get 10 CDs for a penny from BMG. Remember that? 
No. You don't remember that? No, but I don't remember lots of things. Okay, so there used to, it's all the drugs. Yeah. So there used to be like a CD club where you could sign up and you would get 10 CDs for a penny when you signed up. And then you had to buy like five CDs at regular price over the next two years or right. something. It was right. a big scam. Yeah. Anyway, I signed up and like choosing my 10 CDs was the hardest thing oh ever because oh. I didn't have any taste in music. Right. You didn't know what you were looking nope. at. Nope. So here are two things I remember putting on my list to hide my homosexuality. Oh my god. Number one, the soundtrack to The Bodyguard by okay. with Whitney Houston. Okay. Okay. And number two, the soundtrack to Batman. That one that had Seal kissed by a rose. That one yeah. anyway. Yeah. I mean that one wasn't super gay, but it was just like, what the hell is on is that a, that's probably a real shitty soundtrack. Oh what is on god. that soundtrack? Uh, anyway. Yeah. So even to this day, I work in a work environment where we listen to music while we're working and people are always like, oh, Josh, why don't you put something on? And I'm like, nope, nope, I will not uh, do it. Even today. Even to this day. I will never, like if I'm in a, in a car, in a road trip, I will never, ever choose the music because it terrifies me. You should probably talk to a therapist about this. I mean, we're going to have that conversation again. <laughs> so the drugs <laughs> haven't fixed everything. <laughs> Uh, what are you drinking tonight, Sister Twaint? Nothing yet. Okay. Because I had three drinks after work. Fair. Which fair. was about four hours ago. Okay. Um, I'm just having a regular old old-fashioned. Just a classic. A regular old old-fashioned. Old old-fashioned. Okay. So let's take a little break. Yes, please. And then let's jump right in to our top five 80 songs that tell stories about our souls. <laughs> And we're back. I have one quick little bit of housekeeping. Uh-oh. So we're back on iTunes on we the podcast are. app. Thank you for bringing that and up. And do you want to know why we weren't on the podcast app, gentle listener? <laughs> it's because many of our segment titles said like, fucking fucking the fuckers <laughs> or like, slap this bitch in the cunt. I don't know what or, they said, but they said things that, that iTunes was like, just, no. <laughs> I wish we had written down... The things we edited. We were like, what are they talking about swear words in the segments? Oh, this segment is called <laughs> oh, it wasn't You're even, a Fucking Bastard. It wasn't even <laughs> It wasn't even swear words as much as they were like lewd titles. Yeah. Like sexual So about- we had to go through and change all of those. And then we had to resubmit it to iTunes and be like, we made our titles clean. We fixed it. And, and they, then they were uh, right on top of it. They were. Good job, and Apple. And we got it going. We're back. We're back on iTunes. So yeah, we're happy to be on, on Google Podcasts. Oh yeah. And we're happy to be on Spotify. And Stitcher. Which is owned by which owns Anchor. And we love the Anchor app. You'll hear an ad for the Anchor app later in the show. Will they? Well they will. <laughs> so let's get started okay. with our number one eighty song that defined a generation. Now, it is important to note so that we can set a tone here. Okay. That and I'm not kidding. I'm not Kidding. She's not kidding, gentle listener. The 80s gave us the best music in all of popular music history. 100%. I'm talking about like from the 50s with yeah. the birth of rock and roll. Right. On. And I'm not saying that the 50s weren't good. I'm not saying that the 60s weren't fucking kick ass. Right. But there was something about the 80s. It was magical. Where uh, there was, 
Everyone reached (laughs) the talent pool reached a culmination of sorts that combined all the elements that we had seen and felt and tasted in those decades leading up. Um, I I've never expounded upon this before. Okay. So I don't have a statement prepared. We but, we have 19 minutes for you to talk about the, it. Go. <laughs> Just kidding. There's not a 19 minute. No segment. no. But the 80s. God damn it. Anyway. Good songs. Oh. Okay. What's your number one? The number one 80s song that spoke to your inner child. I don't know what the title of this show is. Okay. Right. It doesn't matter anymore. Apparently. Um. <laughs> one time. Um, when I was like, should we do the title first or the life what, moment, what a, life I, thing? Whatever you, I would say the title first. The title first? Uh-huh. Karma Chameleon by oh. Boy George. Oh, it's a good karma, one. Karma, 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 Listen, karma and just also, let's cut, let's cut to a clip of Karma Chameleon. Uh, Cindy, do you have that all queued up? Cindy? Cindy? Okay, so we're actually okay. not going to cut to we're any clips. We're not going to do that. Okay. Because if we put actual music on here, we can't publish this <laughs> podcast. So you're just going to have we, to trust us. You know what? Let's make a playlist. It. Oh, I love it. Okay. We'll make a playlist and maybe we'll post it in conjunction with this podcast. Okay. <laughs> that was a joke. Anyways, okay. So. Karma Chameleon. Karma Chameleon by Boy George. Now. By George. Now. The reason these artists may have named their songs what they did doesn't really have anything to do with why we're choosing them. They just struck true to us for our purposes. Or me doing a totally different assignment. Which is right. Which is what's going to happen. You chose all 70 songs too. No. (laughs) No, but okay. Um, One time when I was like um, maybe four or five. um, Is this going to be a story about an actual chameleon? No, I saw a chameleon and I was like, <laughs> and you were like, this is good I'll karma. I'll never for, oh, you just like, <laughs> did I ruin your story? That was way better than my actual story. <laughs> no, when I was like four or five, um, there was this very, very traumatic night in my life when we lived in East Texas and that's where the Dillon Panthers play from Friday Night Lights. Oh my God. And, um, <laughs> Uh, my dad was high on Texas heroin. Texas forever. My dad was high on heroin. I'm sorry. I've been making <laughs> jokes and now we're getting real serious. Uh, it's fine. I did not know. Okay, so that night stayed in my memory, ingrained in my memory, and I would think about it maybe once a year. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was a child, I thought about it more often. But, like, as you grow up right. and life starts happening, you become an adult, you know. I've been an adult for a while. Who haven't we? <laughs> um, it would occur to me, it was one of those traumatic things you kind of bury. Right. And then it pops up every once in a while. But anyway, I didn't know until my 30s that that night, that traumatic, pivotal night that was ingrained in my memory about my dad, that heroin was the culprit. Jeez. Yeah. It got heavy. I, it's fine. I didn't know anything about my dad doing hard drugs until I was in my 30s. And my sister was like, you didn't know? And my sister's younger than me. Mm-hmm. I was like, no! Who told you? And she's like, dad. And I was like, oh, yeah, he never told me that. Thanks. But that, like, that, like when I found that out uh, about those harder drugs, that 
actually provide a lot of healing and validation. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. But, because, you know, as kids, we always blame ourselves for the reason our parents are acting for shitty. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, Chameleon, because... I was going to say, I'm not seeing the bridge to a pop song <laughs> by a queer... Chameleon, because I literally did not recognize him. Oh. And I remember that was the reason we were scared. Me and my little sister and my mom. And when we... We were, he was having this episode, not a, like a seizure or, you know, that kind of episode, but just this weird behavior. Uh, and we kept screaming, Dad, go away, go away. And we're crying. Oh, my God. I know. It's okay. It's a horrifying story. Just, it's fine. It's fine, and, you guys. And when he finally went away, you know, he got in the car and drove away, which I'm sure was not a great idea, but... um. I remember asking my mom immediately, like after, after he closed the door and we all just kind of slumped and held each other, mom, what was wrong with daddy? And she was crying and she said, he had the devil in him. Oh, good. Okay. (laughs) But anyway, it was me saying to my sister when I was in my thirties, there was this night, you probably too young to remember where dad was just irrecognizable. In, inrecognizable? Unrecognizable. Unrecognizable. Um, and disrecognizable. And, uh, and I explained the whole episode, and she goes, oh, yeah, that was heroin. <laughs> and you were like, like Re- record scratch? Fuck? Yeah. Okay, anyway. So, come and go, 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 come and go. They come and go. They come and go. scaring the shit out of us. Okay, so once again, I misunderstood the assignment. So, mine are not a title, and they are not a specific moment. They're an, they are an 80s pop power ballad that describes my inner monologue. Just things that are going through my head. Great. So, the number one song is Alone by Heart. Oh, is that what that song's called? I'm familiar with that song. Yes. Uh, Sister Twain sang it at karaoke the other night and killed it. Thank you. So this is why this song describes my inner monologue. Because (laughs) what are you laying your head down on the couch for? I'm just, I I don't know. Because (laughs) Sister Twain is holding both of my shoulders as though we're having a moment. Because if I'm in a group, okay, so I'm single, as we've established. Single as fuck. Single as fuck. (laughs) If I'm in a group and there's someone that I think is interesting or that I'm attracted to or whatever, you know, the lyrics to that song are, how can I get you alone? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to get like, <laughs> like if I'm in a group of people and there's someone that I'm kind of interested in or they seem fun or they seem, I have no idea how to like approach them or have a conversation with them or, you know, start a separate conversation or get them alone. Like to like get to know them and to talk to them because I'm terrified of individual interaction with people. That's weird because when I first met you, you would have been 18 and I would have been 19. Uh-huh. I was much Jesus age. I was much more mature and, and smarter because I was like 19. Yes. yes. Um I never ever detected that about you and I still to this day only the only reason I know that about you is cuz that's what you say. But I've never seen you uh, seen you behave in such a way that would give any indication that that's how you are. I'm a good liar. <gasps> It's what the closet taught me. You mean actor? Yeah, yeah, because it's not really lying. Yeah. It's but I'm really good at like You're so good at it. Thank you. I mean not I mean I shouldn't thank you because it's a horrible <laughs> character trait where I don't reveal my true self because I'm too terrified to. Right. It's what the closet teaches you. Anyway. Some good tools. Some good tools. We'll be right back. 
And we're back. Hey. After that happy segment about heroin. I was actually, we, and then we, and then you and I started to chat about Molly, and you were like, "What's in Molly?" And I was like, "Oh, my my good friend that I've known since I was thirteen told me, but I forgot. I think it's like, I tried to look it up, but there were all these like clinical terms, oh. like chemical names. Okay, I'm like I don't want to know. I yeah. just want to know like the street names. I want to know the street name yeah. because that's what I'm down with. If I do Molly, I'll die. If I do any illegal drug, I'll die. I'm, Nancy Reagan convinced me of that. Oh, my God. So what's your number two 80s pop ballad that that sings to your inner child? Well, no, that's what you're doing. What okay. I'm doing are t- five pivotal moments in my life. Not the top five pivotal moments but in my five life. But just pivotal five moments. Five that came to my mind as I was driving over here. So Let me describe to you when Sister Twain got here. I was like, <laughs> hey, hi. Oh, my God. Hi. Good to see you. Hugs, hugs. Do you want to drink? No, I'm okay. I just need to get my notes together for a minute. And then we sat on the couch. For probably 75 minutes <laughs> in dead silence while Sister Twain got her notes together. It wasn't And 75. I just stared at my phone. It wasn't 75, but the rest of it is true. Yes. Um, okay, so number two. The number two mm-hmm. title of a pop song that describes a pivotal moment in that your life. That pop song. Okay. Round and Round by Rat. I don't even know that round song. Round and Round. Love will find a way, just give it time. Aren't you glad that we can't actually play the songs? We so, just sing them. I love this song so much. So the lead singer is wearing like some type of animal print spandex in the video. And his legs are super short and his torso is super long. So That's always a hot look. It was hot. weird. It was really weird. But round and round, heavy metal, 80s classic. And this is the song that describes what was happening in my head when my gay husband, Gary... <laughs> finally told me he was doing dudes. Now, now people always say, you know, when did your husband come out to you? I'm like, uh, before we got married. Yeah. But, <laughs> but when he finally came clean that he had begun doing the dude. So you were still married and he was doing dudes? Um, yeah. So I didn't know that. Yeah, it was like, uh, so we split in May of 20. So you were like separated. 10. No, no, no. Oh, okay. No. We separated because he had started doing dudes. Oh, okay. Doing the dudes. And I was thrilled. Okay. I mean, I. Mm. No, I was thrilled. You really were? Oh, fuck yes. You weren't like hurt inside? Not an iota. Really? Oh my God. Right, no. I gotta unpack some of this. I later. was fucking thrilled because I was the one who wanted the divorce all those years. Oh, uh, okay. And he okay. was the one who wanted in it in right. the marriage to stay. So you're like, just put your penis in someone's bum. Oh my God. And let's move on. There was this one day, and forgive me, gentle listeners, if I've told this story before, we don't go back and re-listen. <laughs> we do not. Um, uh, But there was this one day when we were still married and still Mormon in our ward, and I won't say where, but... Stephen Fales, and for our gentle listeners who don't know who that is, he was the man that was married to Emily Pearson, the daughter of Carol Lynn Pearson. So I'm taking you... Who is a famous LGBTQ ally in the Mormon church. And poet and, and author. You're right, and, was, and who was married to a gay man who died of AIDS. Who died of AIDS. <clears throat> and then her daughter married a gay man. Oh, really? I didn't even know Stephen that. Stephen Fales. Okay. And then when they split... Um, I'm sure Carolyn was like, God damn it. Oh, yeah. When her daughter was like, well, turns out my husband's gay. Yeah, yeah. Um, But he did this one-man show called Confessions of a Mormon Boy. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, and then he did a oh, sequel. Oh, I've heard of that. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't see, I didn't get to see either one. But anyway, there was this one day when Stephen Fales came to our ward. This was way after he had come out and done mm-hmm. his shows and everything. But he came because his sister's baby was being blessed. And I remember sitting there in sacrament meeting and I'm, and you know how you do, like when you walk into a coffee shop or, or sacrament meeting, or sacrament meeting and you're like, <laughs> how you do, you like, you're looking around and you're like, Hmm, who's here today? And how does everyone look? Uh-huh. Um, so you scan how the, you do the, the, the crowd. And if someone looks kind of out of place, they stick out like a sore thumb. Right. He was particularly wearing, in sacrament meeting, less so maybe in coffee shops. So he was wearing a designer suit, and I want to say it was maybe it wasn't a navy blue, but it was like a ro- not a royal blue either, but but some, like too dressy for Mormon. Church. Oh my god, yeah, yeah, it was a great shade of blue, right? Um, extremely tan. It had to be fake, right? And impeccable hair, which I know now was a. A wig, okay. Yeah. But I was just like, he's not from around here. And I didn't say anything. And then a few seconds later, Matt elbowed, who? Gary? I suck. (laughs) I was driving over here thinking, I'm not going to do it tonight. I'm going to be so good. You've never once not revealed critical information. Gary. You'd be the worst CIA agent. (laughs) (laughs) Gary elbowed me and he was like, you see that guy over there? That Stephen fails. And I was like, oh, and I kept thinking, well, I asked him, does, does he know who you are? And he goes, yeah, we overlapped just a tad when we were at BYU. And I just kept wishing like this weird pipe dream that they would chat and say, oh, let's go out into the parking lot and chat. And then end up in his car and chat and then end up making out and then having sex. Wow. Oh, yeah. So anyway, the song is round and round. Because when Matt finally said... When Gary... God damn it! (laughs) Oh, man. I had bourbon tonight. That's what it is. I'd never drink that. That's that's what it is. You had like half of an ounce of bourbon. Um, But when Gary told me he was finally doing jutes, my head was spinning because... Round and round. Round and round. Um... Because uh, the world looked completely different to me. I saw like a, a path ahead of me that was completely unknown and exciting. I didn't know who I could fall in love with or have sex with or um, yeah, I know what, what you're it would about. be yeah, like to finally that. feel like you're terrified, but there's like also this freedom opening yes. up before you. Yep, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. It wasn't. I wasn't scared per se, but I was just like. I couldn't see straight. Right. Round and round. I had been so resolved that I would be doing this for the rest of my life. Right. The marriage. Yeah. Anyway. So once again, I feel like your answers are like, let me reveal a deep inner part of my soul. And my (laughs) answers are like, I chose the song Candy because I like candy. (laughs) Well, and there's us in a nutshell. (laughs) (laughs) So the next song I chose is Nothing's Gonna Stop Us by Starship. Which is such a great song. I wish we could cut to a clip. When that song comes out on my playlist in my car, I'm like, kids, listen up, kids. This is an amazing song. And none of them, they all have their headphones on. They're not even listening to me. And the reason I thought of this song is because I used to be such an optimist. I used to just like 
believe like all the good things could happen and the world was my oyster and that I just believed in myself and I believed I could do anything. And now I'm not an optimist at all. (laughs) So when was that, that you felt that way? Like my whole life. Till... Till, like, three or four years ago. When you came out. I mean, maybe that they're related. no goddamn sense. <laughs> Shit. No, no, it was a little bit after I came out. Because when I came out, that I also felt this feeling of, like, oh, my gosh. Like, kind of like you said, yeah. like, the opportunities or the, you know, all these things that I've always wanted to do are now, that I never, ever thought I'd be able to, are now available to me. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so I just, so I've had this great sense of optimism and hope. I even remember once um, chatting with this guy on, I think it was on a dating app. Maybe it was on Twitter or something. I don't even remember. Anyway, and he was in kind of a similar situation to me where he'd been married and he'd, he'd had kids. And he was like, he was probably more where I am now in timeline wise. Like he'd been out longer, but mm-hmm. not a, not super long, maybe five or six years. And he was so jaded. And, it, and I think oh. if I remember right, I think his was because of like, he'd had like a bad breakup or he'd had a bad relationship or something with a man that had kind of impacted his relationship with his kids or something. I don't, I mean, obviously I don't remember specifics, but I just remember like chatting with him and just being like, Oh my gosh, I will never be that jaded. And now now I'm that jaded. Yeah. Is this someone I've met? No, 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 no. Um, I don't, I mean, I literally don't even remember who it was. It was literally someone I was chatting with like on a, in a chat room or something. You know what I mean? It was a totally anonymous conversation. Okay. And now look at you. Now Now look at me. Now look at you. A sad, depressed, jaded (laughs) shell of a man. Um, anyway, so I chose the song, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us by Starship. We'll still have each other. Such a good song. Nothing's gonna stop us. Nothing's gonna stop us. We'll be right back. And we're, and we're back. back. Oh, good job. Do you ever want to say, and we're black? Or, and we're... <laughs> Why would I want to say that? I don't know. We're not black. Did you, when you went to see Black Panther, were you like, I hate being white? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, A little bit. Okay. Okay, um, my number, th- number three. Number three is. Let me guess. You're going to be like my number three is walking down the road, and this is the time when my mother murdered a man, <laughs> and then you'll tell a really long story, and then you'll and be then, like, and that's why and we be, were walking down the road, and it'll be, a, <laughs> and it'll be a song by Pat Benatar called "Walking Down the Road." <laughs> okay, my number three is um, Tainted Love by Soft Cell. Now, I do want to say that I am so fucking sick of that song. Even though it's from the 80s, I change the station when it comes on. It just comes on too goddamn much. Okay. Um, The first few times I heard it, I was like, oh, gosh, this song, I love it. And now it's like, god damn it. It's like the Proclaimers song. Yeah, It's too fucking overplayed. However. However. Tainted Love, because I have a taint... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> as do you and it's in love and and this song is about the first time i had sex with a straight no oh my i honestly wait are we really gonna talk about your taint no oh okay it's just a, it's a segue okay um so um you know what happens when the first time you have a pivotal sexual experience you think you're in love with that person. Sure. 
or you think that person should be in love with you. Right. And then when you find out that they're not, you cry for about three and a half months. Right. Right. Anyway. Fair. We've all been there. So, but during this glorious, like four-ish, five-day weekend Mm -hmm. where I flew off to see an old flame Mm -hmm. who I thought was the one that got away, Mm -hmm. who's also straight, Mm -hmm. um, I, uh. I got a little mixed up between my 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 head and my taint. <laughs> but I mean, come on, the first time you're with someone who's doing stuff to your parts that actually wants to be doing stuff to your parts, it's like, oh. It's magical. Oh my god. <laughs> it's a beautiful moment. Yeah, it is. That was about 28 people ago, but anyway. <laughs> Tainted love about your taint. <laughs> so my number three. Yes. Is it from the 80s? It is from the 80s. It's actually from 1983. Oh, I looked it up to make that sure a, that it was from the that 80s. That was a damn good year. Well, you're going to roll your eyes so far back in your head when I tell you the song. Oh, it was 1982. That was an okay year. It's the song Suddenly Seymour from the Broadway musical uh, Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> <laughs> Refill my drink, Cindy. Um, Cindy? Is Cindy is our production assistant. <laughs> so listen, here's the thing. Okay. I said at the beginning, I'm a Broadway fag. I love Broadway musicals. Here comes my cat. Yay. So I could not choose 80s power ballads that mean something to me without choosing something from a Broadway musical. All right. So I love Little Shop of Horrors so much. I think it's an underrated musical. If I had a dream role, I would want to play Seymour from Little Shop of Horrors. Except I never could because I'm too old now. I'd have to be in like a geriatric production of Suddenly Seymour. No, no. why? Because he's supposed to be like in his 20s. Not supposed to be. Well, yeah, because anyway. Um, Anyway, so the song Suddenly Seymour is, it's a ballad about him kind of coming in and saving this woman that's in an abusive Mm -hmm. relationship. And I just like it because I just believe in love and romance and I just want someone to save me. I like that your song was about your taint and my song is about being saved. Mine was about... But for reals, that is a really good song. It is a great song. Here's the other reason that um, I love that musical because the songs are easy to sing. They are not hard. Oh yeah, they are easy. Yeah, they are in a very accessible range. Uh Like I could 100% play Seymour. I can hit all those notes. Yes. Like there's nothing very complicated about that singing. Right, yeah. My cat is shedding like a motherfucker. (laughs) Like every time I pet her, it's just a cloud of hair. (laughs) And I keep brushing her and she just wants me to pet her. But Mm. like right now she's literally rubbing against my hand that's holding the microphone. Yeah. But if I touch her, like I touch her and it's just clouds of hair. Yeah. It's warming up. That's why. I know. And I just, I got a brush, got a brush can't do it it's this section of our episode that's going to make us the most money you think so yeah let's take a let's hear a word from our sponsor we'll be right back (laughs) and we're back um hi how have you been i'm (laughs) so good i was reminiscing about (laughs) that's our last segment (laughs) how somebody reached out to me today and Uh said the picture you posted today in which 
No, let me wait. In the picture you Are you going to reveal today, uh, incriminating facts about yourself in this description? Oh, yeah. Um, the picture you posted today, you look really happy and amazing. Oh. And it made me feel really was good. Was that one with coffee? Yes. That was good. That's Thank good coffee. Too. That was a good picture. And good coffee. But it made me feel really good even though he lives in Oregon and he's married. Oh, the person who posted it? I mean, who commented. Who commented on it, yeah. Here's the thing. We're going to lose our edge because you're happy and I'm on medication. But uh, but once I start doing married dudes, oh, um, okay. it'll, oh, cause we'll once be back. You, once you get back into your wheelhouse, <laughs> like you'll start having inappropriate sexual relations. And then that'll mess up and your head. And then I'll be like, I am a mess okay, and I don't okay. know why. Okay. Well, and, here, and here's the thing. Once I actually get on a groove of feeling good about myself, you're I'm going to s- sabotage the fuck out of oh, that. Oh, yeah. You'll be like, I'm going to stop taking that shit. Yeah. Why am I taking these pills? And I don't need pills. In about six months, we're going to be at peak. We're going to be peak depression? Peak and performance. Okay. They go hand in hand. They do. They do. Yeah. So what's your number four 80s monologue that sings about power ballads in your heart? <laughs> Sinnerful by the Jay Giles Band. Oh my god. I like literally don't know any of these oh songs. Oh my god. My blood runs cold. My angel in the cinefold. Angel in the cinefold. Okay. I got nothing. It's about porn. Oh, okay, great. Remember? I how love porn. Back in the day, porn used to be in magazines. Right. You just and that was the only way. So when um, this pivotal moment happens to be in the 80s, um, when I lived in the southern U.S. Right. In a real small town. Right. We lived in a neighborhood where all the houses were up on cinder blocks. And I'm not shitting you. Even the nicest houses in the neighborhood were up on cinder blocks. Just classy, nice cinder block houses. Because... When there would be a lot of rain, it would flood. We oh. had flood warnings and watches and real flood, actual floods. Because he's all on the bayou? All the time, yes. And I remember there was one month where it rained every single day. Like, we we ticked it off day by day on the calendar. And all your daddy's porn got washed I know. Out. So okay. so what happened is, and so the street over from me, and I really used to talk like that, by the way. Um, so the street over from me, so just the next street over, um, I think. Is that what you meant by the street over from you? It's right. This just the street, the next street over. Right. So to clarify, it was one street over from from you. It wasn't my street. That it was, was the, the next one. That was the next street over. Right. That's what you meant by that. I'll even okay. tell you, it was Wheeler Street, and we were on Miller. So on Wheeler Street, there was this house that had been empty, abandoned, whatever, and we loved playing hide and seek in our neighborhood. There were big trees to hide behind. People didn't really have their fence, their yards completely enclosed. We could hide behind people's houses. Okay. Even if they were living in them. Um, there were ditches we would hide in. Uh, there were ditches everywhere. I'd try to help with the flooding, but it didn't help too much because we still had to use cinder blocks. But anyway, this one house, we're playing hide and seek, and I went to hide under this abandoned house that no one had lived in. And there was just a treasure trove of porn mags. <laughs> That's amazing. And I remember thinking, oh, there's something in here. It's like feels like slick paper like a magazine. I saw like an orgy train. Oh, okay. Everyone's wearing like red leather. 
I mean, not really wearing, but just just enough right. to to give Some accent. Harnesses, yeah, yeah. Um, but like maybe they were wearing like a cute shoulder pad with like like a leather shoulder pad with like the fringe. Exactly, down. but that's it. Okay. Yeah, and I just remember like seeing all the different acts happening in this orgy train. Seeing them for the first time. And, and this was the 80s, so there was some bush. Oh, oh, like it had been spray painted on them. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I remember seeing all these acts. Gary, that can you I, come spray paint the bushes on? <laughs> like I, I, acts that I had never seen before. They were, they were not uh, um, benounced to me. And <laughs> instead of being terrified. Wait, how old were you? Um, I was eight years old. These acts are not known unto me. <laughs> and instead of being terrified and like, what is happening? I was like, oh my God, that looks amazing. <laughs> um, and that was the first time I saw what a vagina looked like. Because of course I never looked at my own. No, why, I mean, why would you? It's dirty and gross yeah, down there. There were so many pages that I saw where women were just photographed sitting and just spreading and smiling. No, I recognize. Never mind. I'm not even going to say this comment. That <laughs> so I was anyway, say. Centerfold. Um, that song came out when I was like more like five or six, but still a great fucking song. Well, I can't wait to listen to it on our playlist. And I think I asked Heavenly Father to forgive me about that. Yeah, I'm sure you did. Yeah. Because you had sinned. Oh, yeah. I, I felt real guilty. Yeah. Because as a child, you'd crawled under a house and there was porn there. So naturally, that was a sin you committed. Well, I invited all my friends. Like a, okay. a couple days later, I got, a, I got the whole gang together. And I was like, everybody, you're not going to believe this. And we like took, we each took a magazine. We'd like climb our own tree. Oh, my God. And look at our mags. I love this so and much. And then go, okay, let's switch. I mean, I don't love the children looking at porn. <laughs> but it, there is something sort of kind of innocent about it. Because right. it's like, like a, it's, like a Rob Reiner movie? A little bit. Yeah. Because now, like, it's not that, it's not just some smiling ladies with their, with their <laughs> hush hanging open like, for you, you know? I remember in those ones where they were just spread and there was just pubes for days. I was, like, trying to, I couldn't really see the intricate workings of the, the, the place, the places. Their hush. Their twaints. Their labias. Whatever. I mean. Amazing. Anyway, Okay. So my number four is by a really popular 80s pop princess, I would say. A balladeer, a diva of the 80s, Dionne Warwick. Oh my God. <laughs> and the song is, that's what friends are for. The good times, the, the bad, bad times, times, I'll be on your side forevermore. And I just chose that song because I'm a good friend. Oh my god. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> yeah. There's not even really a good story to you tell. I wish our gentle listeners could have seen the side eye you were giving me when you said it. You weren't even <laughs> you weren't even smiling, but you were like you were like How's Sister Twain gonna take this? But one? I am a good friend, right? Of course you are. You are I'm an, an amazing, amazing friend. friend, right? So that's why I chose Dionne Warwick's That's What Friends Are For. And I'm glad you're owning that. I'm glad you're owning something about yourself that's good. It's the Wellbutrin. Thank God for Wellbutrin. <laughs> I mean, really, honestly. I'll sabotage <sighs> it later. Don't worry. Do you, but, do you think, though, that because you're owning something positive about yourself that our listeners are like, Jesus, and throwing their phones probably, across probably. the room and like... It honestly, like, 
I mean, though I can feel the Wellbutrin like tamping it down, but saying something nice about myself makes me like feel panicky inside. Cool. But, but the well, the army of Wellbutrin is like, hold the line. <laughs> the ar- Stand your ground. The army of Wellbutrin is like, retreat to the keep. We will hold off the armies of the dead. We just watched the Battle of Winterfell last night. Oh. No spoilers. But hold the line. Yeah, yeah hold that line. Love isn't always on time. The good times, the bad times, I'll be on your side. We're back. Burn everything down. We just talked for like three minutes and we were And it was recording. witty and charming. And it was probably boring because it was so happy and positive. It was. So let's just not even Fuck repeat it. it. Fuck it. Okay, anyway. What's your number five number 80s song? five is Under the Milky Way by the Church. By and the Church? The Church. Okay. I don't know what any of these songs are. Oh, I told you I have no... Okay. I bought the Batman soundtrack. Yeah. And the Bodyguard soundtrack. We're, and eight other CDs. <laughs> what were those other eight CDs I got? Who yeah, knows? You don't know because your mom sold them at a garage sale for you. Probably. Anyway. They're probably at my mom's house somewhere. Oh, my God. I wish. Um, okay. Under the Milky Way by the church. Um, so what I did when I was making my list is I first wrote down some pivotal moments in life. And I just let them come to me. Right? Right. Um. And one of them, and then I chose the accompanying title. Um, but one of them was when we lived in that small town mm-hmm. where I saw the porn, not right. on my street, but the next street over, the street next to mine. So not the street you live on, but <laughs> one street over. Right. Okay. Um, <clears throat> at some point in those that four and a half years that we were on that street living in that town, um. My dad woke up my sister and I very, 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 very early in the morning. So way, 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 way before the sun came up to drive out into the country, which we kind of were already in the country-ish, but way far away from any, any, any city lights to see Haley's Comet. Oh. Yeah. And we had to look at it through the telescope on his rifle. <sighs> Feels right. Feels we right. stopped at a 24-hour 7-Eleven on the way to pick up powdered sugar donuts Aww. and 7-Eleven hot chocolate, which burned my tongue. And it was the first right. time I had ever had a hot beverage. <gasps> a what? A hot drink? <laughs> no, a hot. We no, didn't plan that. No, a, a hot beverage that had burned my tongue that had been that hot. And then it was just the most disconcerting thing to have a burnt tongue for right. like three and it's days. Like peeling and yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and I remember being underwhelmed. I was hoping it would look like this massive thing right. with a tail in the sky, like like so big. that Like burning across uh, the horizon. Yes. And I remember as we were getting further and further away from the city lights thinking it's just going to appear here really right. huge and big any second. I mean, Dad, Dad, are we going the right way? Like, are we looking at the right part of the sky? And he's like, just wait, just wait. I really didn't understand that it was just going to look like a star. And then Mm -hmm. if you look through a telescope, it looks like a kind of a fuzzy star. Um, And so I willed myself to feel the magic of it. Right. 
this was also right around the time that I was saving up my pennies. And by pennies, I mean pennies to go to space camp because of the 80s movie Space Camp. <laughs> and I, I never went to space camp. Okay. Okay. But anyway, Under the Milky Way tonight, it's a fabulous song. Fabulous, dreamy, ethereal song. You know what you did then? You took that gun and you just shot Haley's Comet right in the face. That's what Kil- I did. And killed it. I killed it. That's what I did. So my number five. <laughs> mine actually, This one actually is a little bit more about a memory, although not a super specific memory. But my number five song is Girls Just Want to Have Fun by Cyndi Lauper. Specifically, okay, okay. Girls Just Want to Have Fun by Cyndi Lauper from the movie Girls Just Want to Have Fun, starring Cindy Lauper. Do you remember this movie? She was in it. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. She wasn't? I don't, uh-uh. Who played the crazy girl? The girl, that became, the girl that became the queen of DTV. Oh, my God. Keep talking. Okay. To, to explain. So, I just remember seeing this movie as a child in the 80s, and there's, like, the straight-laced girl, and then there's the wild and crazy punk girl, played by Cindy Lauper. <laughs> Uh-huh. Keep going. And um and then they like, you know, she te- she wants to dance and she wants to be on DTV <laughs> dance TV and then there's like the I'm sure there was some really horrible misogynistic things said and then that one girl got kicked off DTV and then her she became the star dancer but then her wild punk friend became the girl that rides the horses like the queen of DTV. Wasn't that Cindy Lauper? Close. Sarah Jessica Parker. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. My gay heart just exploded. Yeah, it did. Like in a good way? In a good way. Oh, good. How did I not remember that was Sarah Jessica Parker? And I really, in my mind, thought it was Cindy Lauper. Because in the 80s. Wait, was she the good girl or the bad girl? Well, the little summary thing at the top says Janie is in a new town. Yeah, Janie. And soon meets Lynn, who yeah. shares her passion for dancing in general. Lynn and was Sarah Jessica. And dance TV in particular. Lynn was Sarah Jessica Parker? No. Jamie was Sarah Jessica Parker. Janie. Who played Lynn? Cindy Lauper. Bitch. Lynn, fuck you. Lynn was Helen Hunt. No, it was not. <laughs> oh my gosh. It all, it just, like, in my mind, everything just snapped into focus. And I saw that scene where Helen Hunt changes her clothes on the bus and makes Lynn, Sarah Jessica Parker, stand in front of her. Sarah Jessica Parker and Helen Hunt? I'm going to watch this movie tonight. Yeah, I don't remember. Anyway. I, I, I've watched it, but I don't remember a goddamn thing about it. I just remember something so joyous about that song and joyous about that moment when they take over DTV. Yeah. And I just, and I, and I think at the time I just thought like, Oh, this is like just a fun, feel good movie. But I think now like there was something, <laughs> there was something in my little queer heart hmm. responding to that movie. Do you think so? I totally do. I'm I just kidding. think, I know you're no, I just think like, <laughs> <laughs> that wanted to just like let loose and be wild and be free. And it was Aww. something that I never thought I, that I just didn't believe that I could ever do. You know, Aww. I just wanted to be Helen Hunt and I was just Sarah Jessica Parker. So, but wasn't one of them kind of a bitch? No, no, no. They, they were, were both, nice. they were friends. There was a bitchy girl on DTV oh, okay. and she was the one that rode out on the horses. Oh. But then at the end of the show, when Sarah Jessica Parker becomes like the main dancer on DTV, then somehow they like they're like we don't know what to do because that girl just got fired and we need the queen of DTV to come out and then Helen Hunt takes the role takes the job so Sarah Jessica Parker's dancing out on stage and then she looks over and it's her best friend coming out on horses. Aww. Girls just want to have fun. 
I want to watch that movie so bad. You didn't even have to tell me that it was the bitchy girl who was riding the horses. When right. you said that the first time, I was like, that was the bitch. Yeah. And I guarantee if I went back and watched it now, there was something misogynistic or the way the way we treated the, the quote unquote bitchy girl. Mm-hmm. She was probably just not being understood and was probably being sexually harassed and being treated poorly by some man. Oh, I'm sure. Because that's how 80s movies happen. And objectified. Like she wouldn't give it up to the director of the movie, the show, DTV, so she got fired or something. I don't know. I'm going to go back. I can watch it. We, anyway, I just want to have fun. We should have a sweepstakes as a as a podcast <laughs> like team. Like a contest? Yes. Where three of our most avid listeners get to come over and watch this movie with us. Oh, let's do it. So if you want to come watch <laughs> Girls Just Want to Have Fun with Sister Twain and I, and I will make you a cocktail, please send an email to hot drinks for the belly at gmail.com yes. or text us. <laughs> because you probably have our number. And we will draw out or retweet us or tweet at us or DM us, slide into those DMs, and we will draw a name and have someone come over to watch Girls Just Want to Have Fun. <laughs> Providing we can find Girls Just Want to Have Fun on some streaming platform somewhere. It's got to be on there, there somewhere, is right? There's a blockbuster left in the country. There is. It's in Bend, Oregon. And I think I'm the manager of you- it. <laughs> <laughs> that used to be our that yeah. used to be our 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 way to hide your identity. Our ruse. But then then you just started like randomly saying your social security number on the air <laughs> and like your blood type. Yes. So anyway, I don't I don't feel like we need to take another break. Like I feel like do you want to take a break and then wrap up or should we yeah. just wrap up? Let's wrap it up. And, okay. And I want to say that we will um, put this playlist together and we'll do a spotify thing we'll do uh we'll list it on our twitter and our instagram i don't know if we can list it through anchor but we'll see probably stay tuned yeah but it will be available yes so if you don't follow us on instagram you should on our handle is hot drinks it is hot drinks and if you don't follow us on twitter you should on our handle is hot drinks and if you don't follow us on linkedin you should (laughs) And our LinkedIn profile is Hot Drinks. We're not on LinkedIn. We're oh, my God. What the hell? Uh, and if you want to follow us on Tumblr, our Tumblr is Hot Frat Guys. <laughs> Just kidding. It's not. Tumblr isn't even a thing anymore after they took porn down. Here's the spoiler. The what? porn's still there. <gasps> oh, totally. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. That was my favorite way to look at porn. I know. Mine, too. <sighs> it's still there. I mean, it's not as good. It has been toned down a little uh, bit. Okay. But it's still there. Still an option. Okay. When you just need something to scroll through. You don't want to have to think of searches you want to no, type I in. No, I don't. No, I don't want to think of what I want no, to watch. I, I just want to get creative. To, I want to be surprised and delighted. Uh, thank you. Surprised anyway, and delighted. By my point. You know what, Brother Coffee? What's that, Sister Twain? You're a delight. You're a surprise. <laughs> I am. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where we should have a clever sign-off, but we don't. I think that in our next pre our planning meeting? Our at a coffee shop. Pre-recording meeting. We got to meet at a coffee shop and discuss the pod. I can't do that that night, Gary. I'm meeting to, I'm meeting with my friend Twain to discuss the pod. <laughs> That's what white people say. Cindy, can you pencil that in that we're meeting on Thursday? We're going to discuss the pod. Thank you, Cindy. Oh, wait. You know what? We won't be meeting on Thursday because we don't have Cindy. 
Oh, right. She doesn't exist. I like how when we talk to Cindy, though, we look into my kitchen as though right. as though there's a producer there. Well, I imagine her sitting over there. I think people listening to this are like, they don't have a producer? This is all just done? <laughs> right? Impromptu? And then they think that we're amazing. We are amazing. Well, on that note... Gentle listener. We think we're amazing, which might make us boring now, but... right. Keep drinking your hot drinks. And is that our sign off? Yeah. Keep, keep drinking hot drinks. Keep drinking hot drinks. No, but we'll use it for today. We'll come up with it's one terrible. in our meeting for the pod. Bye. Love you. Bye.